This is the Talking Asset Management with KPMG podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about how real estate organizations can use data to improve customer experience. Hello, and welcome to our podcast series on the impact of data strategy and innovation in real estate. Through this series, we are highlighting technology trends and challenges in the industry that we uncovered in our real estate data strategy report released earlier this year. This survey is available on kpmg.com on our real estate industry page. I am Phil Mara, a partner and our leader of our U.S. real estate funds practice. Today, we're going to explore how real estate organizations are using data and analytics to improve customer and tenant experience. With me today is Andy Pyle, a KPMG uh, UK partner and head of our UK real estate practice. Andy, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Phil. It's my pleasure to join you today. In our recent data strategy survey, most real estate organizations stated that improving customer experience for tenant was low on the list of reasons for implementing a data strategy right now. They were much more focused on enhancing internal decision-making and driving revenue. We believe that there is a great opportunity to use data and analytics to address customers' evolving needs and expectations. You know, I think sometimes we don't think about the customer in the right way in an expanded way in the real estate business. And in short, it appears to be uh, an underappreciated value builder in an organization. So, Andy, uh, let me turn it to you. What are you seeing in the real estate market today around the use of data analytics to drive customer satisfaction? Yeah, it's a great question, Phil. And I think there's actually a real contrast between different areas within the real estate sector. So I think if you look at um, those parts of the market that are very, very individual consumer focused. So I'm thinking about hotels and hospitality, self-storage, multifamily, uh, student accommodation. Um, Real estate companies in this area have long recognized the need to really, really focus upon individual customer experience, you know, the, the customer journey. You, you, when you go into a branded hotel chain, you know, the experience that you get is very, very sort of similar, if not identical, between the different hotels uh, that, that are operated by that brand. But they're probably operated by a number of different companies. And actually, they're probably owned by even a, a number of other different companies as well. But you get the same experience. Um, and you see that, you know, throughout this sort of business to consumer part within within real estate um, and people were starting to then redesign the, the sort of journey that we go through as a customer to try and improve that, to give us a better experience, um, to improve the quality of service and actually to get us get to know us better as individuals so that you could add more value to us and, and retain our loyalty. Now, if you have a portfolio of offices, in general, most real estate companies are not thinking about customer experience as something that they need to be concerned about. You know, if you've got a, a, a long lease in place and the tenants are paying their rent, you know, well, why do you care? Well, I think actually this is something which over time you are increasingly going to need to focus on because, you know, we're seeing all organizations now post-COVID think about how much space do they want to occupy? What sort of space do they want to occupy? And so I think the office market in particular is going to become much more differentiated. And therefore, you know, I think real estate organizations are going to have to work harder to keep their tenants and customers in place. And, you know, to do that, they're going to have to offer a better experience to those customers as well. 
Thanks, Andy. You know, one of the things that you mentioned was post-COVID. Obviously, one of the major factors people are thinking about post-COVID is customer health and safety. Can you give us a, little, a few thoughts around what you're seeing in the marketplace as it relates to capturing data and addressing the health and safety needs of tenants and customers of, of our clients? Yeah, sure. So I, I guess, I mean, looking at this through a UK lens and recognizing that, you know, our experience going through this pandemic has been different to, you know, to, to, to many other countries. But at the moment, um, the, the, the two main sort of factors that we're dealing with here has been firstly, um, you know, getting getting people back into shopping malls um, and and the non-essential retail shops which in the UK have only now been open for for a few weeks actually they were you know they were shut for a long period of time and you know the owners of those malls have have been having to use data and analytics to just monitor the number of people that are coming in through the mall looking at the different procedures that they've actually got um, uh, you know, because it's important to make everybody that's coming in to the buildings feel safe. The same thing's also now happening with corporate real estate in terms of uh, owners uh, and office occupiers really looking hard at how do we make our employees, you know, feel safe. And again, in the UK, the, the mindset of the vast majority of the population has been moved to, you know, we need to stay at home because, it, you know, it isn't safe to go to work unless we really have to. Um, you know, and now we need to move the needle back to getting people back to thinking, well, actually, no, this is OK because we're coming through this. So, you know, whether it's through data or through apps, it's about trying to give people the information that they need, you know, about the air quality in the building, uh, which parts of the building have got more safe, uh, sorry, more space, um, all, all sorts of aspects like this, you know, services, transportation, um, I think giving people that information is absolutely critical to helping people feel safe in a, in a, in a, in a building um, over the coming months. Um, and I think that's going to embed this sense of actually how data can be useful to improve the experience of, of individuals uh, that, that, are in, that are in the buildings that you know, our clients own. I also think that, uh, that it's going to be important to actually give people the data because would you be more likely to go to a, a building or a, a shopping mall where you don't understand the health and safety of, of the, that property where another one does and therefore you might lead yourself towards the property that gives you that information to make judgment calls yourself where the other one just doesn't give you the data and therefore you uh, are feel unsure because of that uncertainty? Uh, I completely agree with that. You know, ultimately, you know, we're all going to make individual choices about how we feel. And if there is, you know, there are situations where, you know, where, where you feel unsafe or, or you, you know, you think, um, yeah, you think your well-being is potentially being, uh, you know, could, could be being compromised. You know, you're going to take some active choices to try and avoid those situations wherever you possibly can. Obviously, you know, not, so sometimes that's not possible, but but ultimately, I think um, I think that is going to be a factor. And you know, even even before the pandemic, there was a lot of focus on the role of of the office in promoting the well being for for employees. Because you know, whilst um, a lot of occupiers might look at the expense of an office, you know, 
I'm spending a lot of money on this on this rent and the cost of running this office. You know, ultimately, if that office leads to you having an engaged and really productive workforce, actually, that office is going to look pretty good value um, if, in terms of what it's giving you. An office that isn't giving you that better experience, those well-being enhancements to to you know to your employees, well that office starts to look quite a bit more expensive. That's the sort of differentiation that we see in hospitality that I think is going to come across into the office market, um, you know, o- over time, right? Over, particularly over the next sort of one to two years, I think. I think you segue perfectly into my next comment around uh, the customer. In the real estate industry, the customer can mean so many different things. You just said, you know, uh, with regards to shopping centers, the, the, the people coming in are the customers, uh, but some of our uh, owners would also consider the the tenants and the, the, the retailers as a customer. When you look at um, real estate fund managers, they often think about their investors as the customer. And, and in the office buildings, obviously, uh, it is their tenants. But I really do believe more of the focus um, in, in some of these places needs to be not just on the tenant, but on the individual worker coming in and out of uh, uh, a, a property. In the hotel market, clearly guests are customers. But so are the corporate travel agents, the meeting planners. They all have different perspectives and needs when it comes to evaluating uh, a property. Can you give me some thoughts around how these various types of organizations should be thinking about using data to drive customer experience in that broader term of customer? Yeah, sure. So, um, look, I, I sort of you would use a sort of... Um three different sort of categories I think you you mentioned to look at customer and this is this is sort of my view of how the real estate industry needs to think about its customer because it is multifaceted um, so I think first of all you know the, the, the customer can be the provider of capital to you you know many fund managers I think would rightly um, look at their investors as their customers they're the people that they have to go and market to you know because actually once they've got capital then it's about deployment um, so there's, there's that group to start with uh, secondly um, I think customer I would tend to use in the context of the occupier of the space or rather your commercial counterparty. So that's the person that you've got an agreement to take space with. So that might be a corporation. Um, it might be an individual. You know, it, it will vary according to the nature of your business. Um, but I think there's the commercial counterparty that, that that takes space. And then the last bit is the consumer or the individual. And that's that is the individual person that is experiencing you know your building effectively so so that's that's us when we we walk into any building we are basically consuming it and you know the point we were talking at, about before in terms of health and safety is directly relevant to that third group if if i just think about the first group you know for for, in, for real estate fund managers and investors you know we we've all seen this now the expectation from investors is higher than ever uh, that data and information on their investment portfolios is delivered quickly and accurately. You know, now real time is, 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 you know, is really important. And we've seen, you know, a lot of a lot of companies having challenges paying their rent. And if you're an investor in someone's fund, you want to know how that fund is performing, you know, as frequently as possible with regard to rent collections, um, you know, and, and, and as well as things like capital deployment. And so we're seeing now, 
you know, an accelerating rate of technology adoption. And so it's critical, to, I think, for fund managers to have a solid data strategy in place um, to capture the data from the portfolio that they're invested in and they're managing and then turn that into insight on all aspects of the fund performance, um, whether that's financial performance, social impact or other aspects of the, the sort of the broader ESG agenda, because I think their, in, their investors have now got, you know, pretty insatiable demand um, for, 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 for all of that. If we look at the second group on the sort of the commercial counterparties, you know, um, here I think it's important. You can look a lot at tenant satisfaction or, or customer satisfaction. Um, you know, I've, I've, I think you've, you'll see a correlation in, in increasingly so about people's renewal or re-up rate in terms of, you know, are they going to renew their lease? Are they going to exercise their break based on how the experience has actually been through their through their time in the building? You know, have they had a responsive um, relationship with you know with with you as the owner of the building where that's been needed? Um, you know, if you look at organisations uh, like WeWork or the Office Group that are in this sort of this flexible space, you know. These organizations have been looking at key metrics like net promoter scores and renewal rates and customer churn, you know, for years and years and years. And, and I think, again, I think in, in the sort of the more mainstream commercial real estate market, I think there are lessons to be learned from, um, you know, from, from that, that approach as well. Andy, I totally agree. I, I absolutely agree about um, the stakeholders that you've mentioned that we need to make sure that we're considering all three groups and delivering uh, what they desire and what they value. And more importantly, we've got to deliver that consistently and through some connected experience. I, I can't agree more. Yeah, and and just, it, I was just going to say, just, just to sort of, just to finish on, on that point, if you look at, you know, the owner of a mall, um, you know, your job's to create an interest of curate a really interesting experience that draws people in. Once the people are there, then it's down to the retailers and, you know, the, the um, food and beverage outlets to, you know, to basically capture the, the sort of the available sort of revenue from that people. But, but you, you know, by having better data about what, the individuals that are coming in are looking for which, which places in the mall they spend more time in. Um, that can give you some great insight in terms of actually how to curate the best experience, and that's ultimately going to lead to you know lead to you as the real estate owner making uh, more money from owning this mall um, because you're producing better outcomes for your for your retail customers because they're they're getting more money through the tills. I absolutely agree. I, I think you've got to capture the data and the signals out there. You've got to analyze them, and then you've got to make good decisions based off those uh, that data in order to really make um, this process work as effective for your customers as you possibly can. Andy, thank you for your insights and joining me today. As a reminder, uh, a copy of the Data Real Estate Strategy is available on our website. In addition, we also have a UK branded. UK brand and customer experience in commercial real estate that's also available on our website. And we're going to make it easy for you because we're going to put links in the podcast description for you to be able to access those. Thanks again for listening. This is Phil Mara. Thank you for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and visit read.kpmg.us forward slash talking dash asset dash management for more information.